Welcome to the DHG podcast series with a focus on life beyond numbers with topics about people, careers and flexibility. And now, here's your host, our Director of Corporate Communications and All Things Fun, Alice Gray Harrison. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of our DHG podcast series. I'm Alice Gray Harrison, your host, and we are celebrating Black History Month. So this is a special edition of our podcast series. I love this venue because we get to focus on our life beyond numbers with stories about flexibility, careers, and of course, our amazing people. As I mentioned before, we're celebrating Black History and we're doing so in a variety of ways including celebrating some of our own DHG heroes. And in this series, we will be highlighting some of our extraordinary Black team members. Joining me today is Sabrina Germay. Sabrina is part of our risk advisory team and works out of our Metro DC market. She is one of the co-founders of our Virginia's African American Network. She is known for her positive, upbeat outlook, which I know will shine through in just a minute, and she tackles even the biggest challenges with a smile. While she is known for her amazing client service, people may not know that she is making a huge impact as the co-founder of an inspiring nonprofit committed to providing support, education, and advocacy in the areas of mental and physical health. And it's called Good Enough. I couldn't be more excited to welcome Sabrina to the podcast. Hi, Sabrina. Hi, thank you so much for having me. You got it. Okay, I'm just going to start diving in. I want to hear about Good Enough. I checked out the website, goodenoughmp.org, and I was giddy by reading about the offerings. Mental and physical health are two of my own passion areas. So tell me how this organization came to be and share with me the work you're doing in this really critical area. Yes, of course. So when I was an undergrad, which wasn't that long ago, a few years back, I noticed that there were limited physical health and mental health resources, whether that be educational or support. It was limited within all of the communities, of course, but I just noticed that it was often a little greater within the Black community due to a lot of barriers, some of which being, I would think, you know, the cultural stigma of mental health within Mm -hmm. the Black community. It's often seen as a sign of weakness, and, you know, therapy is not really something that's encouraged or really talked about openly within the community. And I would also say, you know, the lack of diversity within the healthcare system, you know, people obviously prefer to talk to someone who look like them and will have a better understanding of their experience. So due to the lack of the diversity in healthcare, it becomes hard for an individual to find a therapist. And I kind of believe, you know, that's the first step in harden in my opinion, to beginning your mental health journey is finding the right therapist. And I kind of mentioned it before in regards to the stigma, but it's not really discussed openly within the community. I wouldn't really say there's like any safe spaces to really learn and educate oneself about, you know, physical health and mental health, Mm. uh, whether it's for yourself or how to be of support to a loved one. And, you know, you're passionate in this area. So I kind of mentioned, you know, physical health and mental health 
together a lot because, you know, I believe they're intertwined. Um, I agree. Yeah, so you need to take care of the physical health to make your mental health stronger and, you know, vice versa. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this topic came up in conversation a lot with my best friend who's in the mental health counseling field. So when the pandemic first began, which can you believe it's almost a year now? Wow, I know. It feels like forever and it feels like a blink of the eye, doesn't it? It does. I was like thinking about it a few nights ago. I was like, wow, it's been almost a year now. Yep. But yes, when the pandemic, you know, first began, we noticed a lot of individuals, you know, mental health and physical health were declining. And, you know, DHG has done an amazing job providing resources to employees and everything. And, you know, I noticed it, people just on social media talking about physical health and mental health. And since we were both passionate about these two areas, we just decided, hey, why not? Start a nonprofit and just, you know, share what we've learned and the resources that we found to be helpful. So we started up the nonprofit, you know, committed to educating, supporting, and advocating in the areas of physical and mental health in all communities. So we currently have not filed our 501c3 just yet. So we're not official but we have started trying to educate individuals within these topics, within these two areas, over social media mm-hmm. and our website as well that you mentioned previously. And, you know, we just try to find resources online that we found helpful and share it with everyone and just get the conversation started, you know, just with, like what we're doing right now. We've also actually started a few events virtually, one being Good Enough to be Fit, mm. which was a virtual free workout to promote the importance of physical health. So we're just doing, you know, a few events virtually to just spark up the conversation and just create some safe spaces for individuals to really, you know, start diving within these two areas. And you don't have to have anything wrong with you. Right. Um, There's a lot of skill sets that you can obtain just to make yourself stronger. That is amazing. And honestly, Sabrina, I really hadn't thought about in terms of like representation and the black community and mental health. And, you know, you see so much out there about leadership and they need role models. Children need the role models, but you don't hear a lot about mental health. And I really hadn't thought about it until you just mentioned it. And I just think what you're doing is phenomenal. So thank you for building awareness and helping take the stigma away from it. Yes, thank you for those kind words. And I'm just really, truly excited to see where it goes and hopefully how many lives we can touch. Yes, absolutely. Well, you've been described as someone who is always smiling with a positive outlook, which I love about people. And it's been such a tough year with the pandemic, with racial injustice, political unrest. Every day we seem to be facing a new challenge. How do you remain positive? Oh, this is a tough question, I would say. Uh-huh. <laughs> I would definitely say, you know, practicing gratitude, especially during this pandemic. I really found myself in the beginning being stuck in the negatives. You know, in the beginning, I was like, oh, wait, you know, I can't go outside. Right. <laughs> um, I can't do a lot of the activities that I love. And also, you know, just with 
everything that's happening politically and just turning on the TV or your phone and being constantly surrounded with negativity, I just noticed that I had to create basically a positive world for myself mm-hmm. um, to block out some of the negatives. You know, in the mornings, I really try to remind myself of all the blessings. You know, having a job during this pandemic and having our loved ones healthy and being healthy or even having a job that's able to be remote or being able, my favorite is having a nice warm cup of coffee in the morning. Mm, Yes. (laughs) You know, it's the small things that really I just try to hold on to if I notice that, you know, I'm being surrounded with a lot of negativity. So I would definitely say, you know, how I start my mornings have a huge impact on what type of day I will have. Yes. Um, And something that I try to remember is we have to overcome obstacles to become stronger, especially with all of the racial injustice going on, whether it be, you know, personally or as a society. You know, if everything was dandy, there wouldn't (laughs) be any growth. (laughs) Right. That is true. Yeah, we would be pretty stagnant. So if you think about it, we have to be uncomfortable in a lot of situations for us, you know, to grow. So I would say, you know, don't get me wrong. I do have my bad days or, Mm. you know, sometimes weeks. But I would definitely say surrounding myself with positive people also who also try to see the glass half full. Because when I start to see it as a half empty, you know, when all the negativity swarms in, they're there to switch it around. That's right. Whether it's a laugh or anything of the sort, just having really positive people around. And lastly, I would say, you know, starting this aspiring nonprofit, it's really allowed me to realize that people have their own journey and you never know what journey they have. So when I go into meetings, whether, you know, I have a really tough day, I really do try to smile and crack a joke because when it cheers me up, I get out of that meeting, you know, a little bit brighter, but I also can try to make someone else's day a little bit better. Those are all just really great little pointers. And, you know, you talked about starting your day. The morning is my favorite time of the day. And even this morning. It was 30 degrees and I did not want to go run, but I made myself get up and go and I felt like a new person when I got back. Not that going running is an adverse, but it can be when it's 30 degrees outside and we have to remain focused on our health and our mental well-being for sure. And it's funny because I used to be the opposite. I did not <laughs> like the mornings. <laughs> it's funny because, you know, my senior manager, he is a morning person. I could never get into the office early. But since this pandemic hit and, you know, working virtually, it's made me appreciate the mornings a little bit more. <laughs> yes, exactly. Commuting as much That's as, right. You know. They aren't yeah. quite as hectic as they used to be. Well, exactly. Black History Month really allows us time to reflect, to educate, and to celebrate. So what does this special month mean to you, and what are you doing in your community to honor this month? Yeah, so I would say it gives me an opportunity to have a month to really take time to learn more about the history of my own people. Everything's not taught within the school system, so I really tried my best this time around 
just to learn whether it's about important leaders or events or literature or music. This is also the time to really celebrate the individuals that have made such a huge impact, whether it's to the scientific or educational or social justice progress of our country. So it's really just celebrating all the challenges we have overcome. And I would say this year I've noticed the biggest thing for me this Black History Month is supporting Black businesses. Mm. I've personally noticed a huge spike in entrepreneurship within the Black community that's made me extremely happy. Some of them, you know, being my friends or loved ones. And, you know, there's so many educational, financial, political, economical barriers to entrepreneurship world for the Black community. So just to see the numbers rising just highlights, you know, we're already making progress within our history. So I'm just doing everything in my power to really support these businesses, whether that's letting people know on social media of all the cool things I see or just supporting one myself. That's awesome. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny. I've noticed even mega retailers like Target are highlighting Black-owned businesses that are some of the products that they carry. It's been Amazon, too, I noticed. So I found that really cool that they were pointing that out and offering it so we can support those folks. Yes, it's been honestly great to see, especially Target. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Can't live without my Target. So even better for Black History Month. You feel like, oh, not so guilty for purchasing 10 things. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Okay, so last question for you. At DHG, you've been nominated and are considered a hero. So now I turn the table and I ask you, who's your hero and why? I feel like I have so many heroes, Um, but to narrow it down, I would definitely say Madam C.J. Walker. Mm. So she was the first, I don't know if you're familiar with I am. I watched the whole, I'm only because of Amazon. So go ahead and share with everybody. Where was it? Netflix. Netflix? Netflix. (laughs) Please share with everybody about Madam C.J. Walker. Yes. So she was the first black woman millionaire in America. And she basically developed a hair care line for black women. And she had experienced hair loss and tried different types of hair products and noticed that there weren't many hair products out there to help her actually care for her hair. So, you know, she kind of took it into her own hands and created her own products and basically built her own empire Mm -hmm. from scratch. And what I truly admire about Madam C.J. Walker is the fact that as she was building her business, she never forgot where she came from. She always contributed back to the community, whether it was through funding scholarships or donating to charities or donating to NAACP. So basically, I just feel like I just looked up to her as a hero because, you know, she really looked within her community and noticed something that was missing and noticed that she can do something about it, which in her case was the hair care. And she was able to change so many women's lives, not just in terms of their hair care, but also providing jobs for them. So while she chased after her success, 
she also remembered to give back and also lift others with her. Mm -hmm. She has such a great story. And one thing that stands out, what was the time period? It was the late 1800s. Was that when it was? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. And so what I found so remarkable about her, I mean, obviously remarkable of what she did, but also it wasn't like it was today where women have more or less equal opportunity. It was a time where not only was she black, she was a woman and those opportunities, she made them. She made her own opportunities. Watching that series was very enlightening for me. And I'm so glad that you mentioned her. Yeah. She had a lot of obstacles. She Um, did. She many, like, too many to count in her journey to build her business, but she still pushed and strived and she never let the word no stop her. Yeah. And her product line still exists, right? Yep. That is really cool. Well, I have so enjoyed learning about your own work in the community and hearing your perspective on Black History Month. And I am looking for some amazing Madam C.J. Walker things to come from you as well. (laughs) So thanks for joining us. And thank you all for listening to Life at DHG, our premier podcast series celebrating our DHG heroes through Black History Month. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll tell your friends and colleagues. Be sure to check out our DHG blog for more great stories about our Life Beyond Numbers. Join us next time for another edition of Life at DHG. DHG.